Hello there. So it's been a while since I've done one of the It's Time to Show Some Love To series. And as today is the day that Hugh McGregor returns back to playing Obi-Wan Kenobi, and of course the Disney Plus show named Obi-Wan Kenobi, I felt that it's time to show some love to the Star Wars prequels. Now, it's funny because they've actually now gathered a bit more love and respect over the years because a lot of the people who really just don't like the Disney sequels or the sequel trilogy have now actually come to appreciate the Star Wars uh, prequels. But for for some time, there, there was a lot of backlash against them and a lot of backlash against George Lucas as well, for that matter. But, uh, you know what, I, I feel it's time to just show some appreciation to what were three pretty damn good films, in many ways. I'll start off with The Phantom Menace. Now, uh, and there'll be spoilers here for these films, so, you know, if you haven't seen the prequels, or if you don't know about Star Wars or whatever, just just a little heads up there. Chances are, though, if you've clicked into this, you'll probably know. But, you know, just to be fair, you know. So we'll go with the uh, Phantom Menace, which when it came out in 1999, the hype for this was unreal. Like, and it's the the whole build up and expectation was incredible. And you know what? What happened is a lot of people just flat out didn't like this film. And what I actually feel pros- quite possibly happened is people overreacted. In many ways, if it started calling it awful and one of the worst films ever made and all that nonsense, because maybe they built it up so much in their mind, but to to the point where nothing could quite possibly deliver, and yet it was more. Maybe they didn't think it was actually awful; they just were disappointed in it. Now, I actually think it's a pretty great film. I love it. It's got its flaws for sure. But I actually think like the first the first half hour is fantastic. It absolutely flies. The pacing is electric. In the first thing you've got so much stuff happening. You've got the cool stuff when like Obi Wan uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon going through the 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 uh, ships cutting down the droids and things like that. You've got like the going to the Gungan city and things like that. That was the underwater stuff looks amazing. Now, and I will say this as well. This film. You want to feel old. This film is 23 years old. This film is older now than what A New Hope was when The Phantom Menace came out. So <laughs> that's wild when you think about it. But uh, there you go. But, uh, you know, you've got like... Um, and, and visually, it looks splendid. It, it did at the time. It still does. Now, a lot of people complain, too much CGI, Yeah, okay, I get it. Sometimes CGI can be horrible. But one thing George Lucas does extremely well for the most part is the CGI looks great it always looks great and you know and this film does not look 23 years old you can sometimes see a film from the past and say oh yeah it does look it's age it's it's not even if it's a good film and that you could sort of say oh yeah it looks that of its time for much the CGI looks better here than it does in a lot of modern films let's be honest and I'll say one thing uh, if you look at the Thor Love and Thunder trailer there's moments where the CGI and that and it looks it looks a good film I'm looking forward to seeing it but there's a couple of moments where the CGI just looks really fake like really 
jarringly fake a couple of times in that trailer. And that's a film coming out in 2022. So, but whereas here, for the most part, it looks perfect. It looks absolutely perfect. And, you know, the other bone of contention with this film was uh, Jar Jar Binks. Now, let's be real here. There's way worse characters than Jar Jar Binks. There's way worse actors and more annoying people in on in Hollywood than on TV and movies and things like that than Jar Jar Binks. I'm just being honest here. This character did not bother me in the slightest. I'll say what. Uh, and, you know, the other thing is uh, George Lucas did say, which, which a lot of the, the whiny man babies couldn't take, is that he made a film for kids. Because that was his intention back in the seventies when he made when he originally made Star Wars, it was meant to be for kids. That was his intention, and you know he made this film. And yeah, this film's quite maybe more young skewing than the other ones, but you know, especially because a kid is one of the main characters. Of course, he's young Anakin Skywalker. And that's another thing we'll get on there. But uh, you know, a lot of the, this is where you can sort of see how the. The internet, I wasn't on the internet or anything at the time, but I heard about all the, the nerds fucking you know, crying on like the, the news sites, like that Ain't It Cool news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that website, Ain't It Cool, Jesus. Nothing cool about that, but I digress. But, you know, they were all saying, and this is where we got the horrible phrase, raped my childhood. Like, George Lucas raped my childhood. It's like, shut up, get a grip. <laughs> Seriously. Imagine using that that type of terminology over over a fucking film, you know? But whatever, I digress. But yeah, we got that horrible uh, terminology there. And yeah. But another, another thing, I was mentioned about uh, Jake Lloyd, who was Anakin Skywalker. He was fine. He was fine. He was not bad at all. You know, he, he actually was... You, you put a large portion of the film on the on a kid's shoulders and he was fine of course unfortunately again the the toxic star wars fandom and that's not just a thing the media make up no there's a large portion of star wars fans who are unbearable i'll, I'll put it this way they're unbearable they, they almost make a lot of the wrestling marks look likable and <laughs> that's saying something but you know they're they're horrible and they, they gave this guy, the guy a load of abuse they were like calling him a brain name under the sun and uh, you know, what can you do? What can you do? Horrendous, but you know there was there was fun moments and like another thing about this film, visually splendid. That look, that there are flaws, of course. Like I think they spend too much time on Tatooine. Once it gets to Tatooine after the first half hour, it does slow down quite a bit. But there's some really good stuff even in that. Of course, the the legendary pod race, and when like Anakin leaves his mother, it's a touching scene. It really does work. It's it's touching and yeah, you know, gets you in the feels. And there you go. And of course, we get to the the finale, and of course, Darth Maul. Darth Maul was fantastic. You know, what a character. Uh, I mean, it's such a cool look. He didn't get a lot, a ton to do in this film, and of course, he like gets cut in half and things like that at the end. But and that it has the best lightsaber fight ever. That legendary fight, and of course, you've got the the prop, quite possibly the best ever Star Wars theme, and that saying something from John Williams, the Duel of the Fates, incredible stuff. So yeah, Phantom Menace got a lot of love for it. We move on to Attack of the Clones, and this one gets a good kicking. And I remember this actually getting being quite well received when it first came out. But um, 
all I was hearing was good stuff about it, but apparently now it's got this re- reputation for being completely terrible and possibly being the worst one. And again, it has its flaws. You've got, like, uh, of course, now Anakin's grown up, it's Hayden Christensen here. And we'll get the worst out of the way. There are some clunkers of a scene here. Of course, the infamous sand thing and the in the fields with the big CGI. Now, that's one time the CGI completely failed in this this series, I'll say, with the big animals that were in that field. That, that was terrible. But, you know... There was a lot to like about this film. I rewatched it again recently, and uh, you know, it holds up really well. It holds up really well. There's, there's tons to love about. You've got that amazing speeder chase thing at the start, like the sk- sk- the sky chase thing. They're chasing that assassin. That was great. One thing as well, though. Yeah, there are some clunkers with those scenes, and some of them go on too long with the 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 romance thing. But um, what they do is quite clever. It's actually the or cut it with Obi Wan going onto that uh, water place uh, communal. And meets up with Django Fett to investigate about the clones, and these scenes are actually really, really good. They actually really well, and so it doesn't. It's not like it's just non-stop Anakin Padme romance, which, and to be fair, George Lucas, great director, really is a great director, phenomenal imagination, great storyteller, but he can't write dialogue for shit. <laughs> That's his Achilles heel, even way back in the 70s, as Harrison Ford famously said. He's like, hey, George, you can type this shit, but you can't say it. So that's where it kind of falters. But the other stuff really works. You've got some great, you've got, of course, the great asteroid chase as well with Obi-Wan going after Django. What you get as well to Count Dooku being introduced, the wonderful, phenomenal, late, great Christopher Lee. He's fantastic in this. This was coming out uh, not long after he was also, it was in, in the same time in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It just started and just before this film came out, so... You have that as well. He was great in this film. It really did. I really loved him. And I wonder. I do wonder though, if the the Colin Count Duke putting the Count title in front of Duku's name was a little nod to Dracula, and he kind of had a little cape. So I do. I think that might actually have been the case, but who knows? And of course, you've got the great gladiatorial arena scene as well all the monsters and things like that and then when the Jedi come in and throw down as well that's phenomenal, That's that scene just looked great, loved it exciting stuff, another thing as well nice little nod, you've got uh, Natalie Portman in the uh, Leia-like outfit for Padme <laughs> towards the end looks amazing, nice little nod Natalie Portman was really good in these films as well. She was great. So, and, and people slam Hayden Christensen, but I will say this: there's a couple of clunkers. There's a couple of times he does come across, across as a bit wooden. But I'll tell you one thing though: see that scene though, you know, like when he's, he finds his mother and the mother dies. He actually really brings it there. He's really good there. And the scene when he's explaining to uh, Padme what happened and that when he slaughtered the sand people and things like that. He actually, he, he nails it. He nails it. The only thing is, I would say, is, again, it's George Lucas's dialogue where he's, right, uh, he does this big, powerful monologue and then he just screams, I hate them! And I'm just like, I could have loved without that line and that's not Hayden Christensen's fault. And he just kind of comes across, I know, I know what they're going for. They want him to be a petulant little teenager type thing. But, you know, it, it would have been quite powerful if they maybe had him just talked slowly and menacingly but uh, ah, well you know what can you do 
But yeah, and of course Yoda fights for the first time. And uh, it's, I remember this was at the time when it happened before like losing their minds. It's like oh Yoda, and it's it was great. It's great fun, but. If you look at it, he's, he's basically, it's only like a minute long or something like that. He's basically spinning a bit like a Tasmanian devil. Uh, so, yeah, it was funny. But, ah, well, there you have it. So, Attack of the Clones, a lot of fun. Has its flaws. I actually think it's a bit better than The Phantom Menace. But, you know, I like it. I love it a lot. And... Speaking of which, then we go on to the final film, Revenge of the Sith, and this is the one that even people who didn't like, a lot of people who didn't just didn't like the first two films, actually do like this one. So uh, this one is great. It's undisputedly the best of the prequel trilogy. Now, some people would say, that's a backhanded compliment. That's fair enough if you feel that way, but I actually uh, think the film's great in, in general. It really is. There's the proper... If the first, if the Phantom Menace is a bit too light and lightweight for some people, then you know this one. <laughs> oh well, buckle up for this one. You know, it's so great. I mean, you've got that amazing scene. You know, when um, the opera scene where um, uh, Palpatine's basically seducing Anakin to the dark side, telling them this story. It's so powerful. It's so well done. It's a great scene. It's menacing. It's chilling. It's just so well done and this is one time you got it right with your dialogue George Lucas you absolutely did the dialogue actually really works here and um, another thing I should point out as well we were talking about the backlash against Jar Jar Binks and all that I'll throw back as well to something that happens in Attack of the Clones so he was in the Phantom Menace throughout he's in Attack of the Clones a few times not so much, and then he basically just says excuse me (laughs) in episode 3 uh, George was like, oh, he was never meant to have a big part and things like that. This is where I would say, ah, come on. You, you listened to the nerds, didn't you? You listened too much. But I'll say one thing. Uh, this is one thing I forgot to mention about Attack of the Clones, what I actually thought was quite clever, is uh, that basically it's Jar Jar who starts the Clone Wars, which is actually quite... They've clearly listened that people hated Jar Jar, so they think, you know what, we'll make him do something stupid that makes uh, things... Go tits up basically because he he basically starts the Cold Wars by um, giving Palpatine emergency powers because he's a senator or whatever it is. So yeah, there you have it. Uh, there really wasn't any need for Jar Jar to be in Episode Three. I wonder if he just did it just to troll the people that hated him so much because he, to just say that is one line and then uh, just annoy them. And I know, of course, yeah, people gave a lot of shit to Ahmed Best as well, the guy who did the voice of him. So it's just like, you know, get a grip. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. So, uh, yeah, there's so many great stuff here. Like Mace Windu's death as well is so well done. It's a great scene in the moment when Palpatine starts seducing uh, properly gets Anakin on board for the dark side. You've got his little, like, Anakin's, like, slaughtering the young kids and things like that. The, the Order 66 scene is phenomenal. One of the best moments you'll ever see in Star Wars. And uh, really powerful, of course. Now we've had throwbacks to that. With, we know that Grogu got out of there. So, you know, it'd be nice if there was some sort of reference to that in um, Obi-Wan because it's following on from this. But, you know... I don't, I don't think we'll see Grogu in this, but we know that the Mandalorian's coming now in uh, February uh, 2023, so, you know, that's something to look forward to. Uh, so, uh, of course, you've got the the big 
the the one small flaw I really had with this film was uh, you know you had the wookies in here which was cool which was awesome and you see it all over the trailers it's like it's like the wookies are like on like a beach it's almost like save it private ryan with wookies and they're about to go into war and you're like oh yeah this, this is going to be amazing and then it cuts away and you never actually see them in war i was like oh, i'm like that's fucking annoying but um ah well never mind uh, and and of course Yoda fights again, fights Palpatine. This and they've actually really much longer fight scene, much better. They've actually mastered how to show Yoda fighting, and it's incredible what they do with him. Tremendous scene. Um, if anything, I actually like the Yoda Palpatine fight more than the Obi Wan Anakin one. And and another small small flaw with George Lucas's dialogue as well. You've got like. At literally at the end, Padme going, "You're breaking my heart," and it's like, "Yeah, I can see that." And this not, and I'm like, Natalie Portman is amazing in this film again. She's a wonderful actress. I think she'll, I actually think she'll be really, I'm actually happy for her doing the Mighty Four thing. I think she'll be really good, and that she looks fantastic. Even though I mentioned that some of the CGI in that trailer looks a bit dodgy, but you know. But that's sort of George Lucas like basically spelling it out. It's like you didn't need that line because we can see it and Natalie Portman's absolutely killing it. So, you know, we we didn't need to be told that. But uh, anyway, but as far as direction goes, fantastic stuff. And uh, yeah, I love Ray Angel the Sith. It's a tremendous film. So there you go. Overall, I actually love the Star Wars prequel trilogy. And uh, I think George Lucas, despite me... Uh, ragging on his dialogue sometimes he does a wonderful job visually does a wonderful job with storytelling and you know and uh, I think that was the last time he directed as well and uh, so there you go uh, and then people were all, all the nerds were like George Booker so he did he sold it and there you go and people complained that the, this prequel trilogy wasn't enough like the originals, so you got The Force Awakens, which actually brought everyone back, and then you complained it was too much like the original trilogy. <laughs> it's like, you can't win with a lot of the dorks. You just can't. And I think, to be fair, it is a vocal minority that are just on the internet 24-7 and that never shut the fuck up. Those types of people, I think those were the problems there. And now a lot of these people are now like, well, you know, the prequels were quite good. I think George Lucas should come back. And it's like, well, a bit fucking late. I bet you any money, there's a lot of the people who are saying that, who were shitting on the prequels and shitting on George Lucas back then. But for the record, I love all the trilogies for different reasons. They're all great. Uh, so there you have it. There you fucking have it. So anyway, George, uh, big thank you to George Lucas. The the prequel trilogy. The, the first time I ever got to see Star Wars in a cinema was the Phantom Menace and the prequel trilogy, and it was magic. It was great. It was always a big event. Looking forward to these films. And to me, they always delivered. They always delivered. Even if there's a couple of flaws here and there. What can you do? It's, it is what it is. So, that's my thoughts there on the Star Wars prequel trilogy. It was time to show some love to them. I'm glad they're now getting some love back that they should really have got back at the time. And to be fair, this, this is probably a lot of children's first ever ex experience of Star Wars. They got they grew they grew up what well, grew up with these. So you know, and to be fair. 
The same's going to happen. I bet you any money in years go, go, going forward, the sequel trilogy will get start getting some love from all the people that are moaning. Years down the line, there'll be a repre, repre, uh, retrospect when people go, you know what, the sequel trilogy was actually really good. And it'll happen. Trust me, mark my words, it'll happen. And they'll get, they'll get better respect, better love. And of course... That'll also be a lot of children's first times that they've seen Star Wars or got to see it in the big screen and things like that. So, ah, well, there you have it. It was time to show some love to the Star Wars prequel trilogy. It certainly deserves it. And uh, I'll be watching Obi-Wan, the, the first two episodes later today. I'll do a review some point over the weekend. Uh, with, with I'll do my reviews and uh, spoiler talks for them over the weekend, so... It's definitely, and I'll be reviewing the Obi-Wan show right the way through, unless I completely hate it and just give up after the first two episodes, which hopefully I don't, and I'm, I'm sure that won't be the case, but I'm hearing great things about it already, so there you go. So anyway, thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen, and goodbye.